This is TNA, the new face of professional wrestling. And now, from Stage 21 at Universal Studios at Universal Orlando Resort, it's Total Nonstop Action Wrestling Impact. Hello and welcome to the Impact Zone podcast. Today, we're going to be reviewing TNA Final Resolution 2005. Before I hand you over to Sean, I just want to start and say thank you to all our fantastic listeners. We are really grateful that you listened to the show. The show means a lot to me and Sean. I hope you can see our passion for this podcast. Um, We'd be really grateful if you could just take a second to subscribe to all our channels on iTunes, Spotify and Podbean. Just simply search. If you just search Impact Zone Podcast subscribe give us a five star rating a short review on itunes as i say it really does help the podcast grow i'm going to pin all the links to the top of the impact zone podcast twitter page that's enough shameless plug-in sean how are you i'm good dan how are you yeah i'm very good on this freezing cold uk morning it's for it's freezing down here as well do you know what? I've just thought we're complaining about this. It's minus three. I think it's something like minus 29 in Chicago. So if we've got any listeners in Chicago <laughs> and you're listening to us complain. <laughs> well, my mate was in New York last week and it was minus 14. Minus 14. Oh, I've got, I hope it's not like that when I'm there in April. So good, good luck for WrestleMania because you're going to get snow. No, nah, I think it will be fine by then. I'm I, Honestly, I'm refusing to pack anything but shorts. Every year for WrestleMania, I don't take pants. It's just short, short, shorts and T-shirts. <laughs> I don't take a suitcase with me. It's purely hand luggage, so I don't really have a choice anyway. <laughs> I, I don't know how you do that. I had hand luggage and my suitcase last year. As if, as if. All, all you need, you just need a pair of shorts, some trainers, some boxers on, T-shirt, you're off out of your room, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I, I did take two belts, so... so. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, you're one of them that walk around with the belts, aren't you? Typical. Well, no. No, I've got, I've, <laughs> I can't, I've got them signed. <laughs> oh, yeah, who did you get it signed by? Uh, so I've got a big gold signed by Nash, uh, Sting, Lex Luger. And then my nah. well, WCW tag was signed by the Steiner Brothers, uh, Scott Hall. And then by the time I tried to find Kevin Nash, it fucked off. Oh, typical, typical. Yeah. He was probably partying with Dixie Carter. Um, so, what what you said? You got what belt did you get? Sting to sign? Did you say uh, the the big gold? The you know WWE belt. Yeah, the World Heavyweight Title one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Triple H's belt. Um, <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's how I was going to describe it to you because I know. Wrestling didn't exist and exist yeah. before nineteen ninety nine. Started in nineteen ninety nine. I'm gonna put it on a t shirt. Put it on a t shirt for you. Right. So let's get into this, Sean. TNA Final Resolution 2005 took place on January the 16th from the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. The poster for this event featured Jeff Hardy. Um, the crowd for the show was 875. The gate for the show, Sean, was... A big fat zero. A big fat fucking zero. 
Sorry for the language. The buy rate for the show was the same as the last show, 20,000 worldwide buys. So, Sean, what did you feel about the show? Did you enjoy watching the show? I want to ask you your overall thoughts, but did you have fun watching the show or not? Was it an uphill battle with your antics this weekend at the Royal Rumble it, party? It was a struggle to watch it. I wouldn't say that reflects the show. It was just a struggle to watch any more wrestling this week after such a long weekend with the Rumble, TakeOver, Raw, SmackDown. Yeah, what people have got to understand is over here in the UK, because of the times that the uh, NXT and the Royal Rumble shows finish, it sort of messes up your sleeping pattern. So you're like... You're staying in bed later, well, unless you've got a kid like me, but you're staying in bed later or you're overtired no. or you're hungover, as you probably was on yeah. Monday morning. Well, I, was hung- I, w- <laughs> I went out Saturday night, I came back and watched take- TakeOver. That finished at, what, three? Half past three? Yeah, I've seen you in, our, in the WhatsApp conversations, in the WrestleMania WhatsApp group, you are smashed. Well, I was, in, I was in, in work at 10 o'clock the next morning. To then finish at five to go to my rumble party, which the life five. of a the life of a rock and roll star, Sean. Everyone, um, right. So let's should we should we get into the show? Can I just say something before this show starts, Sean? I am not talking about any of these Tracy Dusty Rhodes and that. Oh. I can't even think of his name segments. I have not t- taken notes about that stuff. I took notes about the first segment and I just put WTF is this shit. I refuse to comment on it anymore. So well, you can run I, us through those. I, Johnny I, Fairplay, that's it. At least you got his name. I've gone the guy from Survival. And I only knew that because of Mike Tanay. And I've been, watch- I've been watching the impacts and I still haven't got a clue what they're doing. Yeah, to be honest with you, I wish I'd have watched some of the impacts because I had so there were bits on the show and I was wondering how did they get here. So I think I might try and watch some of the impacts for the next one. So let's start. So the show starts. Um, <laughs> the first thing that I've, I've obviously not watched TNA for two weeks. I haven't watched the Royal Rumble shows. The first thing that I see on this broadcast as they go to the arena is a big. Eric Watts, the world's greatest sign. And I thought, yep, TNA oh. is back. <laughs> Eric Watts. And he really oh showed that God. later on in the show. Um, I liked... he, he, he should have won the Rumble, I think. Surprise oh. entrant. Come in. Number 30. No one would know who he was. I, I, the pay-per-view starts off, doesn't it, with um, today and West. They're running down the matches. Um, yeah. I quite like that. It's for someone, say like me, who hasn't watched the Impact shows. It like, do you know what I mean? If you're not watched the Impact shows, it gives you yeah. an idea of what's going I, I, on. See, I, I, like I said, I, I do like when they do that because it, like I say, it, it gives you like the what's happening. Yeah. So then, and... if you've watched, if you've watched the Impact shows, you probably don't like it. But if you like not haven't, then it's probably. A good thing. So, um, the show starts with Jarrett backstage, if you want to talk about that, Sean. Yeah, so uh, Shane Douglas just backstage with Jeff Jarrett doing a backstage interview. Um, He's asking Jarrett who he'd prefer to face in the main event for his title, as we've got a triple threat match later on in the evening to decide his opponent. 
we've got it's Monty Brown versus DDP versus Kevin Nash. And Shane Douglas is asking Jarrett, what would he do if it's Kevin Nash who ends up facing him for the title? Because what they've done in the impact is they've been playing off the fact that Nash has never held the NWA title. Ah, uh, I see. What, um, really? Oh, no, he won't have done, will he? Yeah, so that's why when he was announced, it was like a surprise announcement that he was put in the match. And then Scott Hall's been, like, egging Nash up. And then Jeff just hasn't hasn't liked it and trying to get Nash to calm down and stick to his side. Yeah, so for me, this interview should have really been saved for after the first match. Um, you know what I mean? Once you've had the commentators talking, let's get into the action for me. Yeah. Um, so the first match on the show, Sean, is Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, and Michael Shane slash Bentley, whatever he's called, versus three live crew. Conan gets the crowd hyped. And Sean, for the second show in a row, they clearly listen to our first ever podcast, which you should all do now. Listen to our episode one, Victory Road 2004 where Sean tells us that three live crews should be opening these pay-per-views to get the crowd hyped, and that is exactly what has happened ever since. So, Sean, talk us through this match. What did you feel about the match? Did you enjoy the opening match? Uh, yeah, it was good. We had some good spots. Um, we had the, you know, the basic top leg, uh, top rope leg drop from Ron Killings, uh, which is always good. Your new United States champion, ladies and gentlemen, Ron the Truth Killings in 2019. (laughs) And he already defended the title after he'd won it as well. What a true true TNA booking. Um, (laughs) Right, so, yeah, so I'd say I enjoyed the chain wrestling with Conan and Christopher Daniels at the start. I thought it got us off to a nice little start. TNA, yeah. they love these heel teams beating on the face behind the ref's back. And then the heel team aren't allowed in because it's an illegal tag and all that stuff. They love yeah. it. I, I do like it, but in every match, it is a bit overkill for me. Um, I, I like the way that um, at one point, um, the ref doesn't allow, I think it's Bentley to come in, where at first he moves around the rope to the other to one of the other six corners he gets a tag and the ref denies it and then he uses his foot for the tag and the ref denies that as well I thought that was a good way of not just like being like no it doesn't count but actually doing something to deny the tag yeah well usually they just try and persuade the ref don't they they'll be like yeah. no we tagged we tagged and then that's it the ref lets them in yeah. Um do you want to take us home to the finish, Sean? Or is there uh, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we had all six men in the ring at one point, all down. I didn't know who was a legal man. It doesn't didn't... matter in TNA, does it? No, it doesn't, to be honest. That, that, was, it... just, that was just after um, Ron Killings had got the hot tag. Yeah, uh, Sean, I'm going to get to this later in the show, because you've mentioned it now, so I might as well pick up on it. I am... Sick to fucking death of these TNA tag matches, yeah? Where it starts off, the ref strict with the rules, the tagging, and then you can just pin anyone after. It's like the tagging is out of the window, uh, which we'll get to in this fucking AMW match later on. 
Anyway, sorry, yeah. Marshall, I'll carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so fall or finish. Um, uh, Shane, Shane Bentley's the only one left in the ring with three live crew. Daniels is on the outside. Well, no, Daniels is on the inside. And he goes to do his springboard moonsault onto, who is it? Onto our truth or Bron Killings. Well, takes Killings out Kazarian, doesn't he? Yeah, Killings moves out of the way and he takes out Kazarian. And then Ben Lee is double teamed by Truth and I'm guessing three uh BG James and Truth gets to three count. Yep, so that is the end of that match. I thought it was a fun opener. I'm just I'm just looking at my notes and it says Daniel Kazarian and Shame win at eight minutes twenty two. 21 yeah, so sure. yeah i know i just copied the results in from a website last night so clearly they weren't paying attention i was reading it then and i thought no because daniels ended up taking out kazarian which cost them the match yeah. so well um so well, yeah it was a fun opener wasn't it i actually thought this was a fine match to open the show i don't like this tag stuff but it was fine wasn't it yeah so you we've, know what we've, you... we've currently got um a third special guest uh, for the podcast at the moment. My cat has decided to come and sit next to me and just stare at me. Uh, I'll lock them out, me, before we start. I mean, they love sitting in my front room and I've just had to lock them out because otherwise they'll be chasing each other. <laughs> How many have you got? One? Yeah, I've only got one, yeah. Right, you're all right. Then when you've got three, oh, love them to bits, but we're currently we've just moved house so we're not letting them out at the moment so they can get used to the new you know like the new house yeah and they're just chasing each other around it so anyway I, although <laughs> i'd probably prefer to talk about cats than this some of these matches um sean what have you given the daniels kazarian shane versus three live crew match start rating wise i gave it one and a half stars Jesus Christ. I'd give it two and a quarter stars. Um, I thought it was a fine opener. There was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing right with it. The baby it's face a nice is getting... little opener. It was a nice little opener. I don't know why that means it gets one and a half stars, but... Because I <laughs> couldn't watch it. You are? I just couldn't watch any more, and I was going, come on, I can get through this. Um, so yeah, so Big Dave, Big Dave Meltzer, he gave it two and three quarter stars. I gave it two and a quarter, and Big Wade Keller, he gave it one and three quarter stars. So me and Meltzer liked it a bit more than you and Keller, it would seem. Yeah. But yeah, it was a fine opener, I'd say, with these three live crew matches in the opener, it gets the crowd up. They're not there to have a great match. They usually have a two, two and a half star match to open the show, which is fine. It gets the crowd going. Um, Sean, talk about this backstage segment. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll try my best, but like I said, I haven't got a clue what they're doing. Don't know why they're doing it. But here it goes. So we get Dusty Rhodes, Tracy, and Trinity with some guy from. The TV program Survival. What was his name? Oh, Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, that's him. Um, and it's all about a race to see who can become Dusty Rhodes' personal assistant. His, for some reason, 
they think it's a good idea to make a back the, the flatbed of a pickup truck Dusty's office playing off he's a cowboy and a redneck but like I said I've been watching the impacts and I think it started off with Tracy and then Trinity joined or vice versa I don't know I don't know where this guy come from none of it makes sense it's all over the place. You you don't need this in a pay per view. No. I know last month we had the Vince McMahon skits. Okay, they you don't need made... to find something for every pay per view, do they? No, no. The Vince McMahon skits they kind of made sense because there was actually something behind it. But this one, all this, I haven't got a clue. I think it's just bollocks. Yeah, sack of shit. Right. Next we have. Elix Skipper versus Sanjay Dutt. And I just want to start by saying what I enjoyed about this, right? The last pay-per-view ends with, is it Triple X they were called? Elix Skipper and Christopher yeah. Daniels having to split up, doesn't it? Yeah? yeah? So if you just watch pay-per-view to pay-per-view, the last pay-per-view ends with them splitting up. And this pay-per-view is all about them being separated and they're on their new path. So we start with Daniels in the first match, and then we move on to Elite Skipper in the second match, so it really continues the storyline from the end of the last pay-per-view. So, yeah. well done, and, TNA. I enjoyed that. They've, they've been pushing it and making sure everyone knows about it on the impacts as well, so say right. Elite Skipper comes out, I think the first impact back, we had Christopher Daniels not, not in a throwaway rap match, but just like a singles match to get him over. And we had Skipper in a tag match. And they were really playing up about Skipper not wanting to tag with his new partners because it's not Christopher Daniels and stuff like that. And I think I thought it was really good how they were pushing it along the whole way through. So that sort of makes sense why Daniels has then tagged with new people and it sort of went yeah. wrong. So, yeah. I, Sean, I'm just going to say, I'm. I, I, you probably... Don't agree. I've just got a feeling you might not because you said you weren't in the mood for wrestling at this point. I loved this match. I really enjoyed I thought it was really good. Um, oh, no, it, it, it was a brilliant match. It really was. So I, I, it took me by surprise. Obviously, I just seen the match and I thought, oh, this will just be like a five-minute quick match. Do you know what I mean? But they were. I thought they were both really impressive. Um, the flying around the ring, the crowd are hot for it. Uh, Sanjay Dutt targets the arm. Um, Skipper's selling the arm well do you know what I mean it's stopping him from doing moves Skipper jumps to the top rope he drop kicks Dutt off the top rope to the outside which was a great spot Skipper's in control Skipper's in control but he's selling the arm the entire time which at the start of the match the arm's getting worked on in the middle part of the match Skipper can't do his moves because of his arm which I thought it's simple TNA it's simple you don't need Three ref bumps and loads of false tags to tell your story. You just do it like this. Brilliant yeah. stuff. I enjoyed it. Have you got anything to say about any, about the match, Sean? I I did enjoy it. It really perked me up to actually get a decent match and get like still at the beginning of the pay per view. Um, actually going back into it. Um, alright, that the jump up. For Elix Skipper on the top rope and the balance that he was able to show 
Amazing, weren't it? To then jump again to drop kick uh, Sanjay Dutt off the turnbuck. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, it was sort of like a rehash of the spot, except, you know, like where he jumped on top, where he was on top of the cage in the last match. Yeah. It just shows he has great balance. But yeah. it was great, weren't it? Um, the finish for this match, though, the refs, the camera sort of misses the ref counting. I don't know if you picked that up. It, no, I, ref... I didn't pick that up much, but... Oh, I did, but I have to say, I really enjoyed that. It was like, it was like a 2019 match back in 2004. Yeah, I felt I felt like the match was ahead of its time for TNA. It was a bit, just a bit different to what we're used to seeing, especially in the early parts of these TNA pay per views. It's usually a bit of a battle to get through to the end of the yeah. show. But we're, you... we're saying this every week now that the X division is so much further in its time than anything else that they're doing. Yeah, I bet if you compare this match to a WWE match from two thousand and five. You might not. Although Shelton Benjamin, I feel, was really good at the start of 2005 in WWE. Yeah, um, but he, he, he didn't show off like this little to stand no. out, did he? Yeah. Um, if, if you said to me, Shelton Benjamin, tell me, what, what do you remember of him? I remember the super kick from HBK and Money in the Bank where he ran up the ladder. Yeah, that was it. When he? He, had, he had a great match with Triple H in 2004. Uh, the night after WrestleMania um, against HBK, like you said, that was a great match. But yeah, so Elite Skipper wins at 10 minutes, 12 seconds. Sean, what have you rated this match? I've given this three and a half stars. Three and a half stars? Yeah. Right back at you. Three and a half stars I've given it. I thought it was really good. Um, yep. Dave Meltzer, what do you reckon Big Dave gave it? Uh, I'm gonna say Dave gave it four stars. Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. And Fair now enough. this fucking idiot. Sorry if you're listening, Wade. <laughs> Can you believe what star rating Wade Keller gave this match? We've just witnessed a really good match for me. If you'd have put this match on the Royal Rumble pay per view this past weekend, it would have probably been. It'd have definitely been in the top three matches on this show. Wade Keller back in 2004 gave this. Excellent match. Two and a half stars. Can you believe that? Is he, he taking the what, piss? He don't know what he's talking about, does he? Not two and a half stars. Two and a half stars. Sean, it was like... A, <laughs> it, was, it was a really, really good match. How's he giving it two and a half stars? Two and a half stars to me is like, it was all right. It was a decent match. Do you know what I mean? What, yeah. What planet is he on? Planet Jarrett. That's very easy. Jarrett. Right. So, Sean, what happens next backstage? You're the king of the backstage segments. We have Nash, DDP talking, isn't it? Yeah, but did you see the video package before this? What, for Goldust against Cash? No. We had a video package. It looked like they were introducing a new character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I can only think of one person it could be. But I think I'm up here a couple years too early. I've not got a clue who it is. I think I'm thinking it could be someone they bring in called Relic. But I think that's about 2007 when Russo's back in. Right. See, I, I, I don't have a clue. See, for me, these are the only paper. 
I still, I still can't remember much of it, but I'm excited when we get six months down the line because I stopped watching TNA. I used to just watch Bound for Glory every year. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure I when... just remember, like, a couple of years later, every time I'd tune in or I'd find it, it was always lockdown that was on. Yeah, lockdown. Oh, I forgot about all that shite. Um, yeah, far so away. It's it, only a couple it, of months away. It'd be interesting to see who this actually is. I completely yeah. I don't know why I didn't take a note about this, but yeah, it was be interesting. So, what talk us through this other shit backstage, Sean? <laughs> uh, so now we get um, DDP and Kevin Nash talking backstage. They're trying to hash up a plan to work together in the triple threat match, which is an elimination which is an elimination match. They're saying if they work together, they eliminate Monty Brown and they won't touch each other until that's been done. And then it's just a battle between them two. Yeah. So we get we get a good line at the end from DDP going, trust Kevin Nash. No one's ever done that. Which I think is a pretty good line, seeing as Nash has always been known for like turning his back on people like HBK and WWF, the NWO and things like that. So I thought that was a good backstage package to try and like build up a sort of like a team for the t- uh, triple threat match. Yeah. Um, and then next we have a video package for the Kid Cash versus Goldust match. Yeah. So this is this is all I text you about when I first started watching the impact saying that there was someone who popped up that I was surprised was in it so early. I didn't remember that he was even in it. But as soon as I seen it I did, but Yeah, I knew he was in it a little bit later. He had like a gothic gold dusty gimmick. Right. Called I... um Black Rain. Oh, oh right, yeah, sure. I think I think people just started to mock that and call him Fat Rain because he put on about two hundred pounds. As if, as if he doesn't look in bad shape now. Well, yeah. a year ago, whenever we last saw him. So Goldust versus Kid Cash. I'm not gonna call him Dustin Rhodes. He's fucking Goldust. Goldust versus Kid Cash. No, he's the natural Dustin Rhodes. I, I, I'm, a, I'm WWE, Sean. He's gold dust. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What, what, was he ever in WCW? Gold dust. Gold dust wasn't, but Dustin Rhodes was, yeah. So gold dust was in WCW then, right? Thanks. Um, so gold dust <laughs> versus Kid Cash. Um, where, do you know what makes me laugh? Don West, he always comes out with an absolute brilliant comment about Kid Cash. He goes, Kid Cash hates being alive and doesn't like himself, let alone anyone else. <laughs> I just thought, what, what are you on about here? But yeah, um, the commentators also say that Dustin, oh, that's for you, Sean, Dustin was that impressed with Turning Point that he signed a contract Contract, sorry, the very next day. All I can say about that is thank God. Christ, he didn't watch Victory Road if that was what he was signing on. Uh, do you want to talk us through the match, Sean? Um, I thought, I, I, I'm going to start you off by saying I thought these two really tried to put on a good match. It wasn't the best match, but 
I could see the work ethic there, so I bought into it. Sean, if you want to talk us through some spots from the match. Yeah, um, it was good how Kid Cash was working. Uh, a bit later on in the match, he was working the knee off Dustin. Um, you know, like the figure four leg lock, the STF, I think he did at one point. Um, and then at one point as well, he goes up for a frog splash, which is his signature move. But he gives the fl- uh, frog splash to, to Dustin's knee. knee. Yeah, Brilliant was, spot, weren't it? I loved it. Quite good. You've been working on the knee, so why would you do a frog splash on the body? Take out the knee. Um, it's na- nice little touches like that that make a match for me. Yeah. At one point, um, Kid Cash was selling his knee, saying that he, he like, tweaked it or something. Really paying possum. The ref comes over, checks him over. Fucking ref. He then calls over JB, Jerry Borash to try and throw the match out. And as the ref is talking to JB, Kid Cash turns around and gives Dustin Rhodes a low blow, and that's where Cash starts to get the advantage for the match. Which I I thought that was quite good. It wasn't just a ref bump to give Cash advantage. It was actually smart, to say. Why don't we just have a, a wrestling match instead of... The refs are the stars of these TNA shows. Everything's based around the referee. Little things like this, I don't mind. The main event got on my nerves. Oh, uh, I know you've got that idiot. Do you know what I mean? Not. Uh, we'll save, we'll save that one for the main event. But Yeah, don't even get me started. Me yeah, I'll get into that later on. Um, so Dustin Rose get, tries to give... Uh, cash an atomic drop, but this has been after he's been his knee's been worked on, and as he as he drops down, his knee gives way, which I think was good continuity throughout. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Great selling, great selling. These idiots. I'm not going to swear because I feel like I've sworn a lot. These idiot TNA fans are chanting, "Walk it off, walk it off, walk it off." I'm thinking, <laughs> you idiots. Yeah, I was. I listened to it. And I'm thinking you. It's a baby face who's selling his knee like a pro and you're chanting, walk it off at him. Take your free entry tickets and piss off back to Disneyland. Um, the ref pushes Kid Cash over at one point. He goes flying, doesn't he? Yeah. That, that was, I was, I, there was no like real confrontation between Kid Cash and the ref before that, was there? Not I, really, no, it was a bit out of the blue. You know, Cash gets the two count, he stands up, and the ref just pushes him. I think... <laughs> it was funny, though, but he might might have played back to the ref being annoyed that he'd been duped for that, um, you know, when Cash was down holding his knee. Yeah. Now, this match, I thought they really tried hard. The selling was excellent. It was just like a good professional match with loads of shit in between. But, um, wow, it's so hard not to swear when you're reviewing a TNA pay-per-view. <laughs> um. The finish, though, it was just a bit out of nowhere, wasn't it? It was just like a random dodgy power slam for the win. Yeah, so I've got, I've got down a, um, a bulldog from Dustin, but it it was it was sloppy. I don't know. It wasn't great. <laughs> That's how bad it was. We didn't have a clue what it was. But it was just out of nowhere, wasn't it? I was thinking yeah. it was going to be a kick out, but as I said, I enjoyed this match, Sean. I thought it was... There was a lot of stuff I didn't like, but I thought it was a good match. Yeah, um, it was- it was, it was okay, like I said, it was a nice 
Easy watch long match. I always feel whenever I say a match is like a decent good match, you'll sort of like like pull out a bit because you've given you've probably given it a shit rating or something. You're like, <laughs> oh, it was okay. I've given it three quarters of a star. <laughs> um, yeah, so Goldust, sorry, Dustin Rhodes wins the match after ten minutes and fifty seconds in his TNA pay per view debut. I've given this match three stars, Sean. What have you given it? You've given it three stars? Yeah, I enjoyed it. What, you think it's on the same level as Sanjay Dutt versus Enix Skipper? No, I gave that match three and a half stars. But oh. this match, I thought, I'm, I'm a sucker for selling, Sean. Someone sells the leg like that. I love the frog splash spot onto the knee after the knee had been worked. I love the fact that it played into the match later on where Goldust is going for his finishing move and his knee buckles under him. If I see stuff like that, I enjoy it because it just tells a story. So, yeah, I went for three stars. I thought they worked their asses off and I enjoyed it. But I'm guessing you've gone with Dave Meltzer and more with this star rating. What have you given it, Sean? Because Dave Meltzer has gone two and a quarter stars. And I'm going to talk about Wade Keller's rating in a minute, but go on, what have you given it? I've given it one and three quarters. Dear me, one and three quarter stars for... Ah, Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean. It was a good match. It deserved... They deserved... But I'm going to tweet dusted me. I'm going to tell him. Do you remember that match with Kid Cash where you sold the knee like a pro? Well, Sean of Stains Town... It was a one and three quarter star match. Don't get, don't get me wrong, it was a good match. But I didn't think it was that much better than, than the opener. Uh, yeah, but I, I, yeah, but I gave the opener two and a quarter stars. You, you're feeling generous this week. No, just, I haven't, I think the show's been really good so far. Match wise, we've had three good matches. Um, Wade Keller, ladies and gentlemen, Wade Keller. <laughs> has given this match two and three quarter stars, which means Wade Keller thinks that this match was better than Elix Skipper versus Sanjay Dutt. Is he Wrong. having a giraffe? Wrong. What, what is he on about, Sean? This match was no... Most of not denying their work. It just was nowhere near the same work rate as Skipper versus Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. Nowhere near. I- Completely agree. The two matches are on a different level. Although I enjoyed the match. To be honest with you, I kind of feel like we might have even underrated that Skipper-Duck match. I feel like it probably did deserve more than three and a half. Yeah. But obviously, if you give it three and a half, then normal people should be giving it four, four and a quarter. Um, (laughs) Right. Backstage. We don't need to get into it, Sean. Johnny Fairplay is talking shit about how he's going to outwit the woman. The women, sorry. Did you see the the shit Victory Road 2004 logo on the wall in the background? Yeah. I yeah, looked just... at it and I thought, oh, don't remind me of that 20 man oh, gauntlet. Oh, I'll never get over that match. Uh, next, we get a. Vi- this is annoying me. We get a. Vi- so I'm in a good mood yet. I've watched three good matches. We get a video package for the triple threat elimination match. Yeah? Yeah. And it- Three, four minutes, it was a really good video package to get me into the match. I thought, oh, they're doing it now. Because I watched the show in two parts. I watched the show in two parts. I'll watch this match, and then I'll end my viewing for today. Sorry, I've got a bit of a cold. Um, And then what happens? Eric Watts walks out. 
I'm thinking, mm. oh, you've just you've just teased this triple threat match. I've sat through the video package and I'm about to watch Raven versus Eric Watts. You you having a laugh? So these yeah. idiots get me hyped for the triple match and triple threat match. Now I'm watching a match I couldn't give a flying talk about. Ugh. Yeah, I, I don't get why why they put the triple threat video package in there. It it, it doesn't it does make sense. Even if they had a do they have another one just before the match as well or not? I, can't, I, I don't, I don't think they do. So I don't know why they did, just didn't put that in. Before the match. Yeah. Anyway, next we have this awful match between Raven and Eric Watts. Sean, start talking about this match for me because before I get angry, <laughs> this was a bad Eric Watts, ladies and gentlemen. I can confirm is not the world's greatest. Over to you, Sean. Uh, so this match is playing off the fact that last month. Eric Watts turned his back on DDP and helped Raven. But throughout the past few weeks on Impact, it's come to light that Raven had been manipulating Eric Watts to then to kind of like turn his back on DDP. But then if Watts finds out what Raven's been doing, then that's how we get this match. Um, I thought that Eric Watts, Eric Watts theme when he comes out starts like, um, we will rock you. That's what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like the do 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 do. Just you know, just that little bit at the beginning. He brings a chair out with him, but because he's an invalid, he slides into the ring with the chair. But Raven still attacks him first because he's a smart man. Um, we get brawling on the outside. Um, over here, over here, over here. Why did so, he love that chant so much? The, the the fans are wild just because they're on the floor near them. They love it. They like, love it, don't they? You know, I'm I'm all for a bit of crowd interaction, but. Fucking hell. <laughs> They're idiots, aren't they? Where did they? It's like they've just gone into an Orlando nightclub, plucked about 300 drugged-up idiots, and gone, come in here, lads. Get yourself in here. <laughs> um, I've got that in my notes. I've got down that Eric Watts should have stayed in WCW back in 1992 when his dad got fired. He was awful in this match. What, what the hell was that reverse... Drop kick from the top rope. Oh, no, I actually didn't mind that. No. <laughs> I thought it was all right. That's one of the worst moves I've ever seen. It, I was impressed, mate. I thought oh, he was well. That was that was the move of the match. I know. In, instant way to break your arm. Right, Sean. Is this match... It's not a DQ match. It's not a no DQ match, is it? It's a straight-up wrestling match. I don't know. They're either... It is. It was just a regular singles match. And in this match, Raven slams Eric Watts' head into the chair. Yes. Right in front of the ref. Right in front of the ref. And the, and Watts DDTs him into the chair. And so, the ref's just like, all right, let's crack on. So Eric Watts slides the chair in, but the ref <laughs> takes the chair off him. 
But then Raven sets it up in the corner and rams his head through it. It's and then just they just start awful. using it. Why? I know, it, I know. It, I mean, with Raven, they always end up playing up to, oh, it's Raven's rules, which is always, always ends up being no DQ. But don't start the match off... With rules. Exactly. They start you know, every match off strict with the rules, and then by the end of it, it's just like, oh, it's all right, bring another guitar out. Yeah. Um... We get the worst choke slam I've ever seen from Eric Watts. Oh, can I just mention something before that? So, yeah. after we have this DDT to the chair, yeah, right, that we carry on with this excellent action. Eric Watts hits a buckle bomb, right? And I'm looking, I'm thinking, I, I quite like that. That was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It, it was as, almost as good as his impressive top rope backwards drop kick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Even that just sounds convoluted. So I'm sat there on my phone and I was mess. I think I was messaging you saying, oh my God, this match is awful. And as I was doing it, I, I could just hear, use their chair, use their chair. And I thought, why are they chanting that? And I looked up and this idiot ref didn't throw the chair out of the ring. It's just lying there ready for someone to use. And these bloodthirsty animals are chanting, use the chair. Why did the ref not throw the chair out? So, yeah, so what's, as you were saying, he, he botches the choke slam. Oh, my God, it was terrible. Oh, my God. Eric Watts, you are not. I bet that guy with a sign was he had, Eric Watts is the world's greatest. I bet he was, like, slowly trying to put that sign in his pocket and make a swift exit. So, it's, Watts botches it, the choke imagine, slam. Imagine it was just like the choke slam that Mankind took from Undertaker on top of the cell. Where he didn't get any lift. Yeah. Okay. Mankind needed to do that to save his own life. Eric Watts just can't hit a choke slam. I'm guessing the choke slam is not one of the hardest moves to hit either. Well, thing no, is, he, it, he hits the, it five second times. So what is he doing the first yeah. time? You know, it's not. It can't be a hard move because the the opponent literally jumps up, and you've just got to make sure you're holding them. Yeah, it was just, I actually felt so a bit sorry for him. I thought, is it a nice buckle bomb? Do you know what I mean? The match, from a layout standpoint, didn't make any sense, did it? It was terrible. But Watts, I felt like Watts was trying. So I did feel a bit sorry for him when he botched it. Um, but it, that just gave the match such a flat ending. Yeah. Um, i say the match itself made no sense. The botch at the end didn't help. Watts picks up the win, and I couldn't help but think, Sean, if you're a booker of this show and you've watched this match, I'd be surprised if Eric Watts is on the next pay-per-view. If 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 I'm watching this, that's right, you're gone, mate. You're caught. See you later. Go on. Get gone. Yeah. I'm surprised if he... I'd be surprised if we see Eric Watts again. It was that bad. Fucking hell. I'm just looking at Wade Keller's star rating for this match. Is he taking the piss? Um... Right, so Eric Watts wins at 10 minutes, 19 seconds. Anything you want to say, El Shauna, do you just want to give your star rating? Um, I liked the promo and the things that we had at the end of the match. I thought that was a good way to, I'm guessing, carry the story on. What, where, where Raven apologises to him? Yeah, where Raven's um, asking for forgiveness because he's never had any friends, he's never had any family. I won't throw in an obscure WCW reference for you, Dan, because I know you won't get it. Wow, what yeah. does he say? 
He had, well, no, he had a sister in WCW who decided to turn his back on Raven and headbutt him in the nuts at one point. That what, was what the fuck is this, Sean? It's wrestling. What He had a sister that headbutted him in the nuts. Thank yeah. God I didn't watch in the 90s. I just Let's just have a wrestling show with a nice feud and a pay, big payoff match. <laughs> what is all with his sisters flying about, headbutts, pin shit on a pole matches? Thank Christ. I no, was shit, not proud in the nineties. Shit, shit weren't on the pole at one point. Everything else was, but I know they didn't put Turd on the pole. Jesus Christ! Right, so so did they botch this this trash can spot? Because he like throws the trash can and then Watts like falls about four seconds later off the stage. I thought, did he just See, fall off the stage by mistake? Then? No, because if you look at that's what I thought. If you look at the stage to the right and to the left, there's like a little platform where the crowd where the crowd is. For some reason, Eric Watts stood up on that platform. Yeah. And then and he fell, fell forwards. Yeah, he fell off. I, I think he fell through a table, though. I think you can uh, yeah, just now see a table when like, the security are with him. But it's not, not lit. You can't see what's down there. It just looks like he fell off. I know. It is just... It's, it's a f- One star... One very generous, ugly star I've given this match. I gave it one and a quarter. Uh, more generous than me. Dave Meltzer, he gave it one star. And Wade Keller, you gave this match two stars. You thought it was half a star worse than the fantastic match we witnessed before. Do you know what I mean? Between Skipper and Dot. And he has given it half a star more than this match. Wade, I don't know what you were smoking back in 2005, but Jesus Christ. Right, Sean, was there anything else backstage? Or did we just go straight to the Jeff Hardy-Scott Hall match? Uh, no, I think we just we just went straight to uh, Scott Hall and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, so Scott Hall versus Jeff Hardy with Roddy Piper as the referee. It sounds like a fantastic night out. Um, the, the uh, ma- what's going on here, Sean? Where Hall's bent over getting searched and Don West goes. Honestly, I was laughing my head off, Sean. So picture this, ladies and gentlemen. Hall is bent over and Piper's checking him, right? And Don West goes, I wonder if Hall has been in this position before. And today goes, excuse me? Honestly, the way they delivered it, I just couldn't help. I was laughing my head off. Um, but yeah, so, so then Hall searches Piper and finds handcuffs in Piper's pocket. I just thought, I thought I've got written down Scott Hall dressed as Elvis still. Sean will love this. Yeah, El- Hall still comes out as Elvis. Why? I do not know. He looks stupid. Um, they're carrying on that turning point gimmick. Go on, Sean. I'm, I know you're dying to get this out. I keep cutting you off. Go on. This match originally was scheduled was scheduled to be Scott Hall versus Hector Garza. Oh, Hector! What's happened to Hector? He's so he's been all right in the last two shows. Yeah, he's been not. He was on all the impacts leading up. He had a TNA, he had a NWA title match against Jeff Hart, uh, against Jeff Jarrett. Oh, nice. Um. Oh, they're coming for you, Sean. What Shit. were you doing at this Royal Rumble viewing party? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but 
I think it says that Garza couldn't make it for legal reasons. But on the... <laughs> that is brilliant timing for the police car to go past. <laughs> but on the final impact, or the go-home in- impact, just before they finish the show, you get like a very quick video clip of Dustin Rhodes going, oh, Hector Garza can't make it, so Jeff Hardy's going to be in the match against Hall anyway. What, so, Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, because he's like the... He's like the yeah, yeah, up, I thought, I thought you said Dustin, that was all. Oh, no, Dusty. So, I don't get why... I, I mean, I was going to get you to look at... See if uh, Dave Meltzer had anything in his newsletter about it. Um, but I don't know what's going on here. It's been done. It's been done for drug smuggling, probably. Oh, you can't say that, Sean. What's <laughs> making you say that? <laughs> why would you say that? You're not judging him, I hope, on where he's from. Of course not. <laughs> um, so Sean I am not going to lie I, I just didn't think there was anything to write home about with this match, nothing really happened for me, what about yourself what did um, you think of the match, because I really haven't even taken any notes, I just didn't I didn't think anything really happened for me I, th- I didn't think it was a bad match to be honest oh whoa 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 right listen to this ladies and gentlemen Hector Garza was scheduled to wrestle Scott Hall at TNA's final resolution 2005 pay-per-view, but he couldn't make it as he was arrested in Houston, Texas for possession of drugs. Told you. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> that is un- but you Did you not know? I honestly did not know. That is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh about it, but what are the chances of that? Oh, you, you would have thought it would, it would have been Scott Hall who would have, would have had drugs, not Hector Garza. I know, but I think there were steroids looking at this. Oh. I think it was steroids. <coughs> but, um, I, I don't think we see him again on TNA after this, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. Right, here it says, in 2005, Solano, known as Hector Garza, was set to wrestle Scott Hall at TNA's final resolution pay-per-view, but was arrested for possession of steroids. The police found Decker Durabolin and Primabolan, whatever that is, both of which are legal to have and use in Mexico, but not in the United States. Garza claimed that he had legal prescriptions for them, but could not produce them at the time of his arrest. Garza was then deported back to Mexico and barred from entering the United States for at least the next five years, effectively ending his career in the United States. Garza claimed he did not know the steroids were illegal in the United States and he was humiliated by these guards. Garza would then later sell T-shirts that read, if Pepe El Toro is innocent, so is Hector Garza. So... That is crazy, isn't it? So that's the last... I thought... What, so how You've gone from being in an NWA title match with Jeff Jarrett to... That was that. And at the time, Hector Garza would have been... I don't know, what? 34, 35 in the prime of his career. He impressed us in the opening show in that gauntlet. Right? Yeah, he's, he's been good in the past couple... Like, on the impacts leading up to it. And... Well... Well, so... Thank well, you very break, much, Hector Garza. Breaking news from, what, 16, 15 years ago or something. But yeah, Hector, 
I enjoyed some of your work that you did in the first two pay-per-views I watched. So, rest in peace, mate. Um, right, do you want to get back to... No, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm oh, just... oh, yeah, he... no, he died, he didn't he? Passed, he passed away, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I apologise for laughing. Nah, it's all right, it's all right. You weren't to know. But, yeah, he passed away in 2013 with lung disease. So, that's a shame. Um, Sean, do you want to get us back to this match? Anything you want to add? Literally, I just didn't. I thought it was um, just shit, weren't it? Oh, so after all all the searching at the beginning, we get through the match and towards the end, Scott Hall goes under the turnbuckle and pulls out what is supposed to be brass knucks. But it looks like he's wrapped some toilet paper around his hand. Oh, yeah, they, they weren't brass knucks, were they? It just looked like a piece of I know. paper. I know. Shite, but shite. Then, uh, as he goes to use them, Roddy Piper pokes him in the eye. Jeff Hardy hits him with a twist of fate, which it Scott wasn't Hall like... cannot sell. Well, we can sell. We just can't. He don't like taking bumps to his knees. He said that. That's why if you watch the. WrestleMania 18 match against Stone Cold. He doesn't take the stunner to his knees. He he kind of just like takes it on his chin and then jumps up for it. As if they did that match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Scott all against Stone Cold. And Stone Cold was so hot that time. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it, it could have been a good match if Hall weren't in, in a bad place. If he weren't on all the pills. Oh. Crazy when you look at the difference between how Scott Hall looked at WrestleMania 18 to how he looked here three years later. Yeah. He aged about 10 years. Oh, yeah. So, so Jeff Hardy gets the win at 5 minutes 42 seconds. This was... It, it wasn't even a match for me, really. Um, Sean, what, what did you give this match? I gave it two stars. I'm sorry, what? I gave it two stars. I, th- I thought it was a quite good match. I, I, Hall, I think, I thought was quite good. Still, I think he's still a good worker, even though he's he's not as good as he once was, but I still think he's, he's a quite good worker here. Is this, see, I, I, what, you think Hall's a good worker? Yeah. Yeah, see, I... I've just given it one and a half stars. I was just expecting if I've given it, it's not often you give something more than me. But the WCW marking you is shining right through. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dave Meltz, what do you think Meltzer gave it? Uh, one and a quarter. A star. And our good friend Wade. Gave it three quarters of a star. <laughs> I thought I thought you was gonna say three stars then when you started off with that. No, no, three quarters of a star. Um, so after the match, Jeff obviously challenges Jarrett after the match, and then yeah. he just randomly kicks Hall, doesn't he? Just for like no reason. I I, I didn't see him kick Hall. Yeah, but... yeah. So he challenges him, and he just turns around, just like you know, like pretend the setup for the stunner where you just kick him in the stomach. Yeah. It was just like that. He just kicked him in the stomach and then gets attacked by Abyss. Yeah, Abyss just randomly comes out. Right, so after the... I don't know if you just want to talk us through, Sean, just for the next minute, 
and I, I'm going to go and make a brew. Well, we don't need to stop the show, do we? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> listen to our listeners, yeah. If you want us to be professional, go and listen to some other podcast because I'm going to make a fucking brew. I'll be back in a minute, Sean. Um, if you want to was... talk about it, yeah. I tell you what, yeah. should we, should we just stop for a minute and then carry on talking? Yeah, you, you go make you go make a whatever, and I'll plug that network up there now on. Yeah, so did you plug on our new network? I'm gonna go for a brew. Have a quick slash. I'm sorry, it's not that professional, ladies and gentlemen, but you don't need professional. We're Mate, reviewing make... TNA. It's not professional. Make sure you mute your mic this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Sean, I'm off. I'm off. I'm off to make a brew, lads. Sean, make sure you do a good job of plugging it. Yeah. Not like, not like you did for plugging the podcast on the wrestling <laughs> newspaper show. So we are now a part of the Shellshock Network, where they'll be putting up all of our back catalogue, episodes one and two, Victory Road 2004, and Turning Point 2004. Uh, Shellshock have a number of different podcasts. They've got Shellpod, where they cover throwbacks. Uh, They've got a couple of Japanese wrestling podcasts um one's called ddt dreamcast where they uh cover the ddt promotion over in japan um i've not watched any ddt so i'm just giving that a listen just to see what they're like uh see if there's anything of interest that would catch my catch my eye what's that sean they do a podcast on ddt yeah it's called the ddt podcast Oh, I, I was just making a brew. I, I like a little bit of DDT. I didn't know anyone had a podcast on it, so I'll probably... I might give that a listen myself. I watched the show, you know, of Wrestle Kingdom weekend that they had. That was yeah. a really good show. I enjoyed it. Um, anyway, I'm going to go back and make me brew. You carry on, mate. All right, you carry on. Uh, they've also got um, a podcast where they go back and cover the Noah promotion in Japan. So any anyone who's trying to get into some Japanese wrestling, head over to the Shellshock Network on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Twitter. Give them a follow. They've got all of our back catalogue. And this will be uploaded in a day or so. And I'm sure it'll be up on there a couple of days later. Right, that's, that's that bit done, Dan, whenever you're back. My cat, I've got a really shit kettle. It takes ages to brew. That's all right. It's all right. So, um, Sean, yeah, next we have Monty Brown versus Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall. Um, obviously, it's a bit different to the three. Uh, we've seen the video package before. We didn't, don't believe we got a video package. Um, no, we got more shit from Trinity and Tracy. Looking for well, that. If, if if you want to talk about all no, that, you I feel don't, free. no, I don't <laughs> want to talk about that. No, I do not. I did not find this funny. Did not enjoy them like I enjoyed Vince McMahon getting beaten up by a little person last month. Oh, so, right. No. Well, well, I tell you what, Sean, you talk us through this Monty Brown Kevin Nash got all match. I'm just going to put some milk in, two spoonfuls of sugar, and we're good to go, pal. So we get Monty Brown. Versus DDP versus Kevin Nash. It's elimination rules. 
but they don't tell us at the beginning what elimination rules it is. Kevin Nash comes out to... Oh, Sean, I've got to interrupt you, mate. I've just, I've got my headphones in. I'm just stirring that brew. They do, these bastards do not mention once that it's over the top. They just say elimination and expect us to know this. Idiots. You did point that out to me, but they did eventually mention it about two minutes before Nash was eliminated. I can't even make a brew out you burying me. <laughs> so, oh well. So Kevin Nash comes out to eat knockoff Dr. Dre music, which I think is brilliant. He's coloured his hair this week, so he doesn't look 60. I still think Kevin Nash looks better with the long hair. People disagree. If you don't, if you don't like my opinion, ain't my fault. Uh, we start off the match with just DDP going for Monty Brown as Nash is standing in the corner just watching so they are they are working as a team as such you know they're both going to be going for Monty Brown and not attacking each other Um, the top rope elimination rule does finally get mentioned but it, it doesn't need to be in there. It just needs to be pin forward submission elimination for this. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And the elimination from Kevin Nash is shocking anyway. He just kind of topples over the top rope, looks up at DDP, and walks off. There's no story to it. There's no emotion in Nash being eliminated. Wanting to get back into the match. Jesus Christ! That was, honestly, sorry if you're religious. Jesus Christ! What? Who sat backstage, Sean, and thought, I know, instead of just having him take a pinfall, we'll have Kevin Nash go over the top rope. Kevin Nash. Kevin oh, Nash what? probably decided that. I'm not taking a pinfall, but I'll try and go over the top rope. Oh. What is it? Yeah. Honestly, and I was listening to what you were saying about the hair. Kevin Nash looks miles better with long hair. Miles better. He looks like, I'm sorry, do you know, to me, he looks like, I'm not going to say what he looks like because you can't say anything. In- <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, before Nash got eliminated when he was, um, he was mocking Monty Brown and he puffed himself up? And he, he he honestly looked about three foot wider. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When Monty Brown was like, he was taking the mick out of Monty Brown when he yeah. became like a big built up guy. <laughs> I was like, what? Kevin Nash has got size. Yeah, <laughs> he, he went from like four foot wide to six foot wide. I went, where the fuck did that come from? I know, I know, unbelievable. <laughs> I seen that and I was blagged myself. So yeah, Sean, it was it was. It, huh. It was a bit of a nothing match, weren't it, if we're honest. On paper, this match seems quite big. Yeah. It, it, was, it was made up to be a massive match. And it was. Loads of potential. Like match. Yeah. Um, so I'm just quickly going to say what I do not like, right? Which leads into the finish. Are you ready to talk about the finish, Sean? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. So, this is what annoys me, right? So, Monty Brown beats DDP with the pounce, doesn't he? 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. In the in the start of the match, DDP and Nash are beating a Monty Brown two on one. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically trying to like, screw him, aren't they? Yeah. Monty Brown gets the win, and what happens at the end of this match? Monty Brown shakes DDP's hand as if they just had a nice sporting contest. And I thought Nash and DDP are double teaming him, trying to screw him over. And Monty Brown's shaking DDP's hand as if DDP's this good baby face. And I just thought, do you know what I mean? Monty Brown's meant to be like a soul. Do you know what I mean? Like independent killer. And you yeah. haven't. It wasn't for me that. Um, didn't we get it? I'm sure. I've not got this written down, but I feel like we got a pounce. Oh, that was later on, wasn't it? Never mind. Um, yeah. So Monty Brown wins clean with the pounce, uh, period. Um, that was it, really. I, mean, I thought it was a bit of a, it was a mass. It, it was a massive pop from the crowd, though, when Monty Brown won. Yeah, Monty Brown was loving it. in TNA, and he's a star. This, this, in this times time frame of TNA, the biggest two stars on the brand, the Monty Brown and AJ Styles. For me, oh, yeah, um, yeah. So I've given this match a star and a quarter, and I didn't like the match, but the right person won, so I've given it a star and a quarter. Monty Brown wins nine minutes forty seconds. Sean, what are you saying about this match? I've given it. Two stars. Oh, Mr. Generous over there. Um, yeah. Well, Big Dave gave it a star and a quarter, and Wade Keller gave it a star and a quarter. So I think, is that the first time out of the four of us you've given it the highest rating? I think, oh, yeah, I think so. I, 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 I didn't like the elimination rule. When I first watched it, I didn't, I, I didn't even realise that Nash got eliminated until the commentators had then, like announced it i just saw it i didn't even see him go over i just saw he was on the floor that's right he could have he could have got dq'd that would have made more sense you can tell that they did you can't have a dq in a tna match you'd have to shoot someone um <laughs> but yeah you could tell that it was unexpected the crowd didn't have a you got a bring man there was no graphic was the sean yeah there's no graphic with the rules at over the top or was there um I feel I like know, been. there was a graphic for some match. Oh, no, that would have been for the X Division match, I think. Right. Well, okay then. So these 700 drunk idiots that have been took out, taken out of an Orlando nightclub, how were they supposed to know? Do you know what I mean? How are they supposed to know that over the top eliminations count? Yeah. It was, it was just, just, just the little things you just surely in booking meetings, they must have discussed things like this. But you, you, you would hope so. You'd like yeah. to think so, but it's just... It's a shame, really, because, honestly, this show, apart from the last three matches, which were fucking terrible... So, yeah, that just gets rid of my last point. So, But, uh, do you know what I mean? There's actually some decent action on this show. And in the good matches, I just feel like booking and stuff can let it down. It's like a shame for the athletes. Speaking of that, we have great action in the next match. This match was amazing. Nah, no, nah, 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 nah. no, not for me. No, I didn't like this match. Oh no, you didn't have to finish, did you? You didn't have to finish. Oh, I'm just looking through my notes, and in capital letters, it just says I'm uh, getting to it. But at the end of the match, I've just got "fuck off." It's pathetic. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. take us away. AMW versus Team Canada for the tag team. Is it the NWA tag team titles? By the way, yeah. Yeah, NWA let's do it. 
team. Yeah, they're still they've still got all the NWA titles at the moment. They've got yeah, and all um, the heavyweight. Go on, go on um, Sean. Talk us through this brilliant match, or so you say. So we get a nice walk and brawl between Team Canada and AMW, both on either side of the ramps. Which I, I, I don't think I've mentioned it on the show yet, but I really like how they've got the two separate ent- uh, entrances. One for the heels, one's for the faces. I think that's such an, a, like a brilliant setup, Especially yeah. for like... Um, it works better in, in ring promos. You know, like on impacts and stuff. Yeah. It works good, doesn't it? Because you have like the heels coming out of one side and stuff. Yeah. And like, it, work, it works well... In their environment that that they're in in a set uh, in a studio, like you 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 could like I'm not I'm not saying NXT need it, but if NXT did that, you wouldn't have a problem with it. But you couldn't have that for Raw in a full arena. Yeah, you couldn't, could you? But in like the little smaller settings, it does work yeah. out quite well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we get the brawl between the two teams. Um, I think it's at this point that Eric Yarden gets a massive bump on his head. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, no. Where, where did he get it from exactly? I think it was from the Haran Karana that he took on. Oh, on the you it. I, I've I've got written down. Where did Young get that lump from? Please tell me it wasn't from that hurry, from the world head scissors on the ramp. Yeah. What I think was it? Uh, oh, that that's all I can. All I can think of because I don't think he got thrown into the rail. That was um, no Young got dropped on top of the rail, but I think Young then got the bump from the head scissors on the ramp. Yeah, because so when I watched it, I thought that that, that, that was lucky. That massive, you know. But um, the crowd were loving this match, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were really into this. Do you know what I thought was interesting? Right? So in this match, three out of the four competitors ended up in NXT. What? 12, 13 years later. Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and James Storm were all in NXT. And I think Chris Harris, I'm sure he had a little stint in WWE at one point. Chris Harris was the first one to make the jump out of all four of them. Right. So I was listening. Chris Harris was, was apparently meant to be the rate, highly rated one. Yeah, he went to WWE ECW. Right. What was what was? There's a video. There's a, like a video clip on YouTube where they just take the piss out of him because he came in as this big star. He lasted two weeks because Tommy had got there. He was out of shape. He couldn't cut a promo. He couldn't work. So they cut him after two weeks. You joking? Uh, and like the, the videos, I can't remember what his what his WWE name was, but it's like the best off Chris Harris in WWE. As if, as if. Well, <laughs> well, that's they're, it. Just, they're just ripping him for it. Uh, maybe we'll add that at the end of the show or next week's show, maybe. Yeah. Um. Uh, so this right. I'm just going to get into this, right, because it's starting to, to to annoy me now, right? In this match, we have another tag where the heels tag in. They don't make the tag. The ref doesn't see it, but the ref takes their word for it. 
You've got to be kidding me. Why do they keep doing this, Sean? It takes me out of the match. And it's just not for me. What? Why? why? But at least in this match, Team Canada get their comeuppance. Yeah. Scott Demore finally gets taken out of the equation and he gets handcuffed to the structure for the X Division match later on. So he can't go anywhere. He can't interfere. Thanks Still Christ. manages to. Some, someone's actually listened and gone, no, he needs to piss off. So he was handcuffed to the structure at the start of the AJ Sabin Williams match. No, 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 no. He got han- he got unhandcuffed, didn't he? At like after the match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying, they should have left him out for the next oh. match. That would be <laughs> class, wouldn't it? Do you not think just, that would have been good if it had still been? Because the yeah. Pete Williams match was straight after it. Yeah, it follows on, don't it? So, so yeah, we, that... get, we get some good stuff, don't we? We have Divine yeah. hitting Storm with. A hockey, well, that's not good stuff, with a hockey stick. There's a spine buster on Divine who's interfering. Double team on Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode kicks out, and it looked like a three, didn't it? That could be my microphone. Give me two seconds. Hang on. Oh, thank Christ for that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, so if you're listening to the show and you've made it this far, Sean doesn't have the best microphone, which is why the sound isn't great. So we've sorted this problem, and Sean has ordered a new microphone. So, typically, it'd arrive halfway through the show, but I wonder who it is. I wonder who it could be. Maybe it's a Domino's pizza at this time. I could just eat a Domino's. Do you know, I've not had a Domino's. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but I like to do this when Sean leaves the room. I've not had a Domino's in about 18 months or something. I love a good Domino's. But, no, 18 months, I've probably gone without one. But... Uh, do you know what? I'm tempted to get one. If you're listening to this show and you think I should get a Domino's, if you want to um, transfer me a pound, five pound, ten pound, I'd be more than happy to. Are you trying to punt off people again? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if people, I was just thinking that. I went to the doorbell when I said, I imagine if it was a Domino's. Then I thought, I've not had a Domino's in a long ass time. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not really the best at handling caffeine. I had two, but two tea bags in that last cup of tea, so I'm a bit. I'm <laughs> you, Amazon is really I... starting to piss. Yeah, Amazon really starting to piss me off. Why? So the guys popped up on my drive to deliver my parcel. Okay, I ain't got a problem with that. The time I get down the stairs, the guys walked back to his van. I'm like, what? Did he give you his microphone? He'd left it by the front door. Oh, terrible. You don't be leaving that around in North London, a blue yeti. Yeah. So, I'm as, say... as if it's here, Sean. We've probably done this show now with like not the best audio, and the yeti arrives. <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you this right now there's not a dicky bear's chance we're going to start again. No. I ain't talking about all this again. <laughs> so, oh my God. So I might, say, I might just say I didn't, I didn't receive it just to screw the driver up. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't sign for it, so uh, you don't want to get cost someone their job. No, don't be a dickhead. So back to the Domino's pizza. If anyone wants <laughs> to Domino's pizza, it would be greatly appreciated. 
I'm not asking you to give me money to join a Patreon. I tell you what, you can have my Fight Club Pro ticket if you transfer me a fiver to put towards this Domino's. No, I'm just joking, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want your money. This podcast is free. We do not take your money. So we just go out and buy Blue Yetis out of our own hard-earned cash. But, are you, are you gonna, you're not plugging it in, are you, Sean? You're just going to leave nah, it? Are you no, plugging it in? But if any of our listeners want to set up a GoFundMe so I can go to WrestleMania this year, I'd be more than happy. Or if they want to set up, if they want to give you money towards a GoFundMe to pay off last year's WrestleMania that you still <laughs> off, they feel more. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean has been paying off last year's WrestleMania. Have you paid it off yet? No. 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 <laughs> Are you joking? Honestly, I've literally all I've got to pay now. I've just got my spending money now. Paid for the flights, paid for the hotel, paid for all the tickets. So I've just got spending money to sort out. To be fair, I booked last year. I did book WrestleMania all within like three days on my credit card because I booked it yeah. in January. On your credit card? I wonder what that's like to have a credit card. I don't uh, know. No, don't do it. It's a mess. Right. Anyway, so where were where were we, Sean? What are we on about? We're on about this AMW Team Canada match. So, right, I'm just gonna get to the chase. Right, it was a really good wrestling match. Right. So yep. yeah, it's really good. But this is what happens. I'm sorry, I can be enjoying a match, but if this happens, it isn't a match. It is not a wrestling match. So what happens is, so AMW a pinning Eric Young, yeah, and he kicks out. Okay, and then Bobby Roode rolls in without a tag made, and the ref counts a pinfall on them, on Bobby Roode. So they're doing, they're both getting pinfalls on Young and Roode without the tags, yet for the first 10-15 minutes of the match, the rules are you've got to tag in and tag out. So when this happens, it deems the opening 10-15 minutes of the match, it was just pointless. Do you know what I mean? I've sat through 10-15 minutes of tags of them working over each other for the end of the match just to be, oh, it's fine. You pin whoever you want, pal. It doesn't matter. So you've wasted 15 minutes of my time. Sure, there's been good wrestling, but that doesn't matter when the rules and the story of the match makes no sense. Do you understand what I'm saying, Sean? Yeah, I I, I do get why. Fuck you, off. You... <laughs> I... <laughs> No, I'm like, no, I'm just saying about this match. I don't have to give brew anyway. Go on. Yeah, no, I, I, I get why you get annoyed with it. Because you're very... You like format in the matches. Whereas I can I can deal with the car crash. The... You were brought up with WCW, basically. So you can handle yeah. this fight. Yeah. It, well, but when you point it out... Once you pointed it out to me and then I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah. That, do, that doesn't make any sense. It's not that I go looking for it, Sean, right? I'll be, I was just, do you know what I mean? I'm involved in the match. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And pinning Eric Young, yeah? And then I'm thinking, oh, two count. And then 10 seconds later, they're pinning Bobby Roode to the point where I stop the match and rewind back to see if a tag was made. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's a tag team match. It, this sort of stuff, yeah? You, I'm sorry. I know people shit on WWE. I shit on WWE. But this wouldn't happen in WWE. It just wouldn't. No, you just get Shane McMahon and The Miz being your SmackDown Live tag team. T- well, uh, at least at least they tag each other in. Could you defend in TNA, you filthy mark? Come <laughs> on, Sean, talk us through this. Uh, yeah. So for the, uh, for the finish, 
Uh, we get Divine, who comes out to interfere. He slides in a chair. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, so Divine slides the chair in. Storm uses the chair. Um, I think. But then Eric Young is standing... Yeah, Storm uses the chair. Eric Young is standing on the rope trying to get Divine's attention. And Divine whips back the hockey stick, clunks uh, Eric Young in the head, and James Storm gets the roll up for the three count. And we have new six-time tag team champions, America's Most Wanted, James Storm and Chris Harris. New tag team champions, Sean. I feel like we've said this before. Have we not said this on every other damn pay-per-view we've reviewed? They change these titles on every pay-per-view. At least there was no fireworks this time. But do they need to change them every show? They don't need to. But I I think putting it on AMW this way, I I did like how, you know, AMW had the the big win last month. And then they've been playing up to, oh, okay, yes, we're, we're getting this title shot now to then actually win the titles. Well, they'll probably lose them next month on next month's Against All Odds show anyway, so... Oh, yeah, there is that to it, but we're not there yet, so we can just we can look forward to this. So AMW are your new tag team champions. 19 minutes, 12 seconds. The match had plenty of good action good wrestling but if the match makes no sense you can fuck off so <laughs> sorry i found almost <laughs> dead bit um this match i've given two and a three quarter stars it makes a mockery of the entire match i'm guessing you didn't care about this dave Meltzer clearly didn't care about this wade keller didn't care about this so it must just be me who likes Stuff to make sense. So, Sean, give us your star rating. Go on, put me out of my misery. I gave it three and a half stars. Yeah, I'll settle for that. Go on, I can give you... I'll let you get away with that. Yeah. However, I will not let Dave Meltzer get away with four and a quarter stars. And I will not let Wade Keller give this match four and a quarter stars. So, Wade Keller is trying to tell me that this match is four and a quarter stars, yeah? Four and a quarter stars... When he gave Elix Skipper versus Sanjay Dutt two and three quarters. Oh, that's it, Sean. I'm going for a piss. I'm going for a piss. You can <laughs> oh. So, and I'll go backstage to Dustin's lackeys, as I've put, put them down as. Tracy, Trinity, and this twit from Survival. Um... The the bloke's got the clue. The women take it off him. They run to Dustin Rhodes. And Dustin then tells them that that both of them need to go and find a new tag team. One of the world's best tag teams that has never wrestled in TNA. Shame at Man and the Miz. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Cheers, Dan. <laughs> oh, I so, feel better after that. Right. <sighs> so the girls run off. Oh, it was shit segment that, wasn't it? This this whole thing was shit. 
They always have to add these need, con continuous stories, don't there. they? What obviously no like the last show it was Vince McMahon the, the mockery of Vince McMahon going on throughout the show. The first show was the limousine. What, what did they do? It? Was it the limousine? Yeah, Shane Douglas waiting for that limo, and it was Randy Savage. I wonder what's going to be next month. I'm actually excited to see what it is. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's the end of them shocking segments from this week. And now we can cheer up because next we have a fuck. Oh, I need to stop swearing. A classic match: Ultimate X for the X Division title. AJ Styles versus Chris Saban versus Peter Williams. Now, at the time I watched this live, I remember loving this match, but I was a teenager then, so I thought, I hope it holds up. It did hold up. What an excellent, excellent match this was. What What did you think about it, Sean? Did you? I hope you, I think you loved it as much as I did. I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, this was one of the best matches I'd say we've seen. So far on the podcast. It, it's the best match we've seen on this podcast. It's the best match in TNA pay-per-view history so far. I'm curious if the triple threat between Daniels, Joe, and um, AJ is better than this. Well, when that's is that this year? Or is that next year? I think it's this year. Yeah? Yeah, I feel like it's this year. Um... Hang on, I tell you, you talk us through the match, and I'll have a look what pay per view it happens at. And I think it happens at Unbreakable. Yeah, it is Unbreakable. Just, just what year? I'm sure it was 2005. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Unbreakable 2005. So that I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, it's got some good, we've got we have got some good pay per views coming up. Um, for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a great match where Mike Tenay. When Demore's getting ejected from the match, Mike today calls Scott Demore a fat load and said that he needs to get deported back to Canada. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if any of our American listeners can tell us why they hate the Ca uh, Canadians so much. I mean, it, it might just be like us English people hating the Scouts. But, <laughs> but the Scouts Scouts are still English, though, aren't they? Well. Yeah. Well, so off. <laughs> I, I don't hate Scousers, to be honest, but I just don't like Liverpool Football Club. Scousers <laughs> are fine. If you actually go to Liverpool, Sean, they're all right. I'm only, I'm only saying this in case Danny's listening, by the way. Um, I, I've, I've never been outside the M25, so... <laughs> yeah, you be, <laughs> you've never been north of Watford. <laughs> it's grim up north. Um... Right, so we had some... It's tough, in it, when you've got to talk about the really... It's easier to, like, shoot about the bad matches, isn't it? When yeah. it's, like, such a great match, you can just really... All you can really do is read through some of the spots. Yeah. And my favourite part of this match, you'll be surprised, in all these spots is the fact AJ Styles' selling of the arm was absolutely fantastic. Do you not think? Yeah, no, where he's... Um... Because it, it gets worked on when they're both um, climbing up one of the structures, don't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, like, gets trapped in the structure, doesn't it? In the stanchion yeah. by Williams. And uh, they just played it off brilliantly. Like, later on, AJ hits a Styles clash. But he does it with one arm due to being injured. Yeah. 
TNA are actually doing storytelling that makes you don't need a ref bunch on to tell a story. You can do no. it like this. It yes. was fantastic. AJ, no surprise, he's gone on to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. He probably was at the time watching this. Why yeah. WWE didn't see this and sign him earlier is a mystery to me. Well, AJ said himself that he took. He did get signed to uh, developmental, but he turned it down, didn't he? Uh, you, you don't need it. Sean, you watch these matches that he's been in. That we, We've seen three shows, yeah? You just looked... offer him a contract, the main roster, get him on. He's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Imagine well... some of the matches we could have seen. We could have seen, like, I know like you don't talk about him, but imagine Benoit against Styles. Yeah. That would have been a great match. I know like, the whole Benoit thing is not worth discussing, but... You know what I mean? You'd have had other good matches. Say when, like, Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles. Yeah. See, I, I, I do prefer this era of AJ Styles to his current style. Yes. Sort of like, he's better in the ring at this point, but you forget just how good he actually was at this yeah. point. Like, but... that that sick bump that he took from... Where he, like, flips as he falls. Yeah, the in... I put it out. I put it as the inside-out bump where... It was amazing, but I feel... Drop kicks him. Yeah. And he turns himself up inside to then drop down. I feel like I've seen this clip recently. I don't know if it's that, been on a WWE documentary. Probably, because that is one of the... When I saw AJ in his blue like in his blue trunks, I thought, oh, is this the match where he, where he does that bump? Yeah, and it was. You know, it? That's, that's one of the things that... Like, you know, that stands out to me from AJ and like, yeah, um, you know, all my X matches is that ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you well, want to talk through the finish? Yeah. Yeah, we talk through the finish, gone. Right. So basically, as we said, AJ has his arm demolished. Um, he's on the floor. You've got Sabin and Petey Williams, who are, they are basically both on top of the X. They're trying to unstrap the belt. This is, I, I feel like we shouldn't really just skip straight through. Ladies and gentlemen, there's some brilliant spots, some brilliant storytelling through this. If you've not seen this match, go and check it out because we can't do it justice. It was fantastic. Um, so you've got Sabin and Williams both on top of the X, fighting for the belt. They sort of unhook the strap. And then AJ Styles climbs to the top rope, dives, and sort of slam dunks the belt away from the away from the two of them. And it lands on... It would have been better if he'd have caught it, but it was pretty much impossible to do. Yeah. Uh, the belt lands on the floor. AJ picks it up, and AJ wins this match. AJ Styles... After 19 minutes, 55 seconds of pure excellence, is your new X Division champion. What a classic, I'm going to say, it was a classic TNA match. I'll be surprised if we see a better match. I can't see us seeing a better Ultimate X match, but obviously it's only early. We could see this. Mm-hmm. Sean, what have you rated this match? I've given this four and three quarter stars. Ooh. Four and three quarter stars. I myself have gone four and a half. That just shows how excellent the match has been. It's the highest we've given a, a match, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it was hands down best match we've seen. Uh, and can I just said, Dan, you people need to go out and go and watch this. People go, oh, but it's a TNA gimmick match and stuff like that. Yes, but it works so well with their style because they're able to do so much with with the X, with the structure, 
Yeah. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. Fantastic match. If you're listening to this, go and watch Ultimate X, AJ Styles versus Chris Saban versus Petey Williams. You will not be disappointed. Fantastic match. A classic TNA match. Um, so, yes, Big Dave, he gave it four and a half stars. Wade Keller gave it four and three quarter stars. So they completely agree with us. Classic, classic stuff. Um, do you know what I want to say about this, Sean? Right? Just to like yeah. go back to the last pay-per-view. You know the prime time and Christopher Daniels tag team match against AMW? Yeah. This match, I know you was you gave it like four and a quarter stars and I gave it three and a half, right? Yeah. I feel like my rating of that is a little bit more justified because this match is leaps and bounds better than that match. Not agree? Uh, this has more athleticism in it, I'd say, apart from like the obvious big spots in the cage More match. athleticism, a better story, a better execution. See, I think, I think the story, I think the whole, like the whole story for the... AMW Triple X match is better than this. As in the whole story of oh the teams have got to break up, they've had a long feud. But uh, they're both phenomenal matches, though. One of them's a phenomenal match. Um <laughs> so after that classic match. We go backstage, Jeff Jarrett and Kevin Nash are just sort of like arguing, having a pull apart, aren't they? And at the yeah. time I thought, is this just going to be a swerve? But it actually wasn't, was it? Well, it might yeah. prove out to be. I'm guessing it proves to be, but... It, it, it didn't need to be there, I don't think. Not at this stage, because... Oh, the... I don't... Do you know what I, I liked about it, Sean? It made yeah. you think that the match was going to finish with Kevin Nash interfering. So when it didn't, do you know what I mean? It might have been an anti-climax. Yeah, but I, I, I think it should have happened earlier on in the night. It should have happened after the triple threat because they're making out like Nash has just come back from the ring. Yeah. Another thing I'll say about this match, can I just say, it shouldn't have gone on last. I, I really do believe. Obviously, well, I, I don't care about giving away the result. Jeff Jarrett retains the title, doesn't he, against Monty Brown, yeah? Yeah. So you should. It's a it's a sour ending to the show at the time because the babyface Monty Brown is so over. It wasn't like a big feud Brown against Jarrett because like the match only got determined an hour ago. I think they should have had the 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 Ultimate X match main event the show and have that great feel good moment of AJ winning the belt. It puts the X Division title over even more. Have that main event the show. That's what I think should have happened instead yeah. of over. Screw job, finish, ending a pay per view. Yeah, but then then you can see all like you can see like the old school people being like, yeah, but the world title should should be the main event. It should close the show. Which I, I most of the time I do agree with. WrestleMania eighteen. That's all all that needs to be said when people say that argument. WrestleMania oh. eighteen. Yeah, no, that like that's what I'm saying. Like, there are some instances where it doesn't need to happen. The main event should be the hottest match on the show. That's simple yeah. for me. Usually, really, you'd say that should usually be the title match. You'd hope so. Yeah, but, exactly. That's that's why it, that's why that kind of works because you know it's like the Becky 
Becky Lynch Royal Rumble this weekend. Hottest yeah. reaction of the show. It was obviously going to be the hottest reaction when she won. Put it on last because you can't follow something like that. Yeah. Um, so Monty Brown versus Jeff Jarrett, NWA title. As soon as Tanay says the key to this match is Monty Brown has already wrestled once. I already knew that Monty wasn't going to win this match. And at the time, I genuinely thought Monty might have won the match before because he was so over and I couldn't remember if Monty won the title. I thought that just sort of gave it away from me. What was the spot where Jeff Jarrett was wiping his nose on the top rope, by the way? So that's what Monty Brown does as like a taunt to the crowd. Right. Um, and he was just he was just mocking Monty Brown. Right, I was trying to work out what was going on. So, yeah. did you see the spot where Jeff Jarrett dives over the top rope and uh, Monty Brown? Who I couldn't tell who was at fault with it for this spot. Jeff Jarrett sort of falls over, and Monty Brown catches him last second. Otherwise, I think, Jarrett, I think Jeff Jarrett overshot the leap, so Monty Brown had to try and get himself back to catch him. I, th- I think they, I think Brown was just in the wrong position. But Jarrett went to, like, overshot it. So I, I wouldn't say it's either one of them. It's just a bit of miscommunication with it. But they Thank saved God it. Thank God he caught him. Thank God he caught him. Yeah. I was watching it and I was like, oh, that was a close shave. One thing that's been pissing me off all night with this show, okay, is that goddamn fan who's got the Dolly Parton cut out, who's moving around <laughs> yeah. the arena. Oh, my God. Take it <laughs> off him. Please. <laughs> I know, I know. I was wondering what was going on. Jeff Jarrett looked like he was going to give him shit at one point. Oh, it, it's been there all night. I'm sure it was there in the first match as to whoever came out first was on the ramp. He's just moving around the arena. I'm going to laugh if they're on the next show. Please, someone take it off him. Brilliant. Oh, when, <laughs> when, they're, when they're out in the crowd. That's all you can focus on is this goddamn Dolly Parton. It's like she's the third man in the match. How did he get that in? <laughs> how, did oh, he get, how, did, how did he get that in the building? WWE fans can't even get an AEW shirt into the building. Oh, because T- he and A don't care, do they? No, T- clearly not. Oh, my so, God. So the crowd are chanting over here, over here, as usual, as they're brawling through the crowd. We Jeff want Jack- tables. Oh, I hate that chant. Jeff Jarrett, he's using the chair in front of the ref. The commentators say, you've got to give him some leeway in these title matches. Bullshit. Just make it a no-DQ match. But and then, the only thing that the ref won't let him hit, hit him is with... The bell. Is the belt. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously, your chairs are fine, but a title belt, nah, that's too nah, far. Nah, that's a bit, bit too far, that. Nah, it's, that's quite heavy. I, I, can, yeah. I can drop an office chair on you. I can throw, put you onto the announce table and hit you with a chair. Try and throw you through the barricade. But I can't hit you with a title belt. No, that's a bit too far. That is bullshit, in it? So, but, do you know what made me laugh? So they're doing all these chair shots, right? And stuff like that out of the ring. And they fight, they break the table. We lose Mike Tanay and Don West, which was probably a good thing. Um, well, maybe for... Actually, no, they're, they're, they're like lovable, aren't they? These two yeah, I, I, think they, I think they make a good combination between them. Yeah. They're like bad. Well, Mike Tanay's not, but... I don't know. I, I, they make me laugh at times. But um, so you've had all these chair shots, the brawling, and they get back into the ring and they take turns to put a headlock on each other, and it actually works. The crowd are eating up Jarrett's sleeper hold on Monty Brown, and I just thought if that was these days, 
the, the crowd would be silent, sat down, chanting, boring, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But instead, the crowd are eating up this headlock. And it, it just shows that even a spot like that, if the crowd are into it, it does work. So yeah. at this point, I'm thinking this has been, apart from the outside, it's been a good professional wrestling match. They've worked the match well. Just as I was typing this out, we get Jeff the worst to the ref. The worst ref bump I've ever seen. Yeah, so in talk my us, life. Can you talk us through this shit, Sean? Because I can't be asked getting angry. So uh I'm not I can't remember who hits the ref. It doesn't matter at this point. Someone gets pushed into the ref. The ref goes down, and he's like, he's selling his knee like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Rocking back and forth. Ow. 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 Oh, my God. Piss off. Please. Jarrett makes a count, makes a pinfall. Oh, the ref is fine. He comes over, makes the count. Oh, don't get me and, started on this. And then re- the ref is in another corner, selling the knee again. Right, well, for that spot, Sean, I've got written down. Ref rolls in, counts to two, then turns away, holds his knee. Jarrett nails Brown with a belt, two count. Then in capital letters, it just says, it's bullshit, this, Sean. <laughs> okay. I think I must have tried to send you that as a text. Oh. And then, okay... Monty Brown then hits the pounce on this referee. Oh, my God. It looks like he kills him. Yeah, I know he does. Doesn't he that, really takes it? That sort of ref bump, I don't mind. Because he looks dead. He's not it moving. Made you, it made you go, oh, my God. Yeah. I went, oh, fuck. Well, can I just say something, Sean, right? So, I love Dusty Rolls. We all love Dusty Rolls. Dusty Rolls is sat backstage on this pickup truck, yeah? <laughs> right? The main title match is getting fu- is getting screwed over, yeah, right? By ref bumps by Jeff Jarrett Chain. Surely the baby face. If this happens every pay per view with Petey Williams, with Jeff Jarrett. Surely the baby face general manager, whatever he is, right, would come out and sort this out, and it never happens. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine if, say, like I don't know, a year ago on Raw, Kurt Angle's G- face GM. And uh, whoever's the heel champion is constantly doing these screw jobs in the main event. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He'd come out and sort it out. This sort of stuff is okay if you've got, say, a heel authority running the show. But when you've yeah. got a baby face, it just makes Dusty seem... Do you know what I mean? It should, yeah. I feel like something should be done. Maybe it will on impact, but... We'll have to wait and see. After. I'll, I'll, I'll have a watch and see what they'd say, but it probably won't mm. come to anything. Monty Brown hits a guitar shot to Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, uh, and then, um, so let me get a new ref. Uh, no, because after the pounce, yeah, because Jarrett randomly pulls a, a guitar out from from the uh, ring steps, like he's been sh- sat he, there all night long, and he sh- he falls into it, doesn't it? And did you see how easily it broke? It just shows yeah. that it was a gimmicks guitar. He like yeah. literally just fell into it, and it just snapped. Yeah, but he fell into it where the two refs are. Yeah, I know. I was they was clearly trying to do another spot, I felt there, but I don't know yeah. what. Maybe like, Jarrett was meant to fall onto the ref or something. Yeah, like the old ref is down, the new ref is seeing if the ref's okay. And then and can, can I just say, right, we've had all this bullshit, yeah. But the ending spot to the match, it I loved it. I don't know why, right? Well the, 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 the electric chair. Jobs. 
Yeah, he hits his finisher twice, picks Monty Brown back up, gives him a cheeky low blow, and then hits his finisher again. I just thought, I was laughing. That was just typical TNA. But I just thought, we've watched all this, and we're getting getting three finishers, a ball shot. Uh, It was just... I thought it was a great moment. It was just I wasn't expecting the low blow, you know, from behind where he kicks him. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it in that sequence. It just made me laugh. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I liked um, the electric chair spot that they did where Jarrett was on top of Monty Brown with um, the steel chair and he, like, hits him in the face and in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. And then they both go down with it. It was sort of like, I don't know if anyone saw the segment, you know, where Batista has uh, Randy Orton on his shoulders when he wins the world title and Triple H has his thumbs up, thumbs down and drops him back. It was sort of like that. But yeah, yeah, Sean, did you like the finish of the match? I didn't like it, but I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it was was okay. It was hilarious when he hits that (laughs) on net. The the ball shot just wasn't needed. You've hit your your finisher twice. You're about to hit it again. And you've got to get that ball shot in. Brilliant stuff. Fucking TNA. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, Jeff Jarrett retains your title. My views on this match was it was funny. It was enjoyable. It was awful. (laughs) I don't know. I'd give it two and a quarter stars for it making me laugh. It was. I enjoyed bits of it. It was. It was entertaining. I've I've given it two stars, but the the initial ref bump ruined the whole match. Yeah, it did. Didn't anything. It. They could have done anything else. Okay, I don't. I don't want a ref bump. I can accept. I can deal with that. But that initial ref bump ruined the whole match. What What was the initial ref bump again? Where he's fucking. Selling his knee like Peter Griffin. I'm <laughs> winding you up. Um, <laughs> so Meltzer and Keller both gave it three stars. So Wade Keller thought this match was better than Elix Skipper against Sanjay Dutt. Moron. Um, so that was it, Sean. Um, it was. It was. It it was. It was a good show, wasn't it? It was. There was some bad stuff on it that took it down. There was some really good stuff and some really bad stuff. But even the bad stuff. It's that bad. It's entertaining. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, it, you get entertained. You yeah, like I said, you get entertained by the show. So it's a good show. You're it's not like sitting bad, here. Yeah, a going, bad match oh. on DNA show is entertaining. A bad match on a 2017-2018 WWE show is Baron Corbin beating someone in a bad seven, but in a boring fourteen-minute match. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Something like that. I'd sooner see this. Then it's they're entertaining these shows. I'm not asked as much as we shit on TNA, which we, they deserve it. And they're yeah. entertaining. Yeah, um, you can always guarantee a a, a good so time sure. with the show. I don't even need to ask this. What is your match of the night? Uh, my match of the night is um Ravenworth versus Eric Watts. It's AJ no. Styles. Katie Williams, yeah. Chris Saban in the in the Elevation X match. No, Ultimate X match. Sorry, Ultimate X match. Completely agree. It was the best match on the show. It's the best match we've seen so far in our podcast history. Um, I have to give congratulations as well because I thought it was really good too. Obviously, we've said it before. Elix Skipper, Sanjay Dutt. 
I think if you're going to go back and watch this show, hopefully you've already watched it with us. As I say, we want people to watch the shows with us, give us feedback. Um, as I say, it's better if you watch this show and then you get a two-hour review. This ain't like some 20-minute review where we run through it. We talk for almost two hours on the shows. So it is well worth your money to go and watch the pay-per-view. Um, I'd recommend watch Ultimate X, watch Elix Skipper against Sanjay Dutt. Just watch the whole show. Sean, what was the worst match of the night for you? Oh, Eric Watts against yeah. Raven, I'd say. Yeah, same here. Raven yeah. versus Eric Watts. Worst match of the night, but it still entertained. It was just bad. Yeah, it, uh, I, it's not Raven, though, because Raven is a good... I'm not, I don't want to say all-rounder, but he's a good mic piece. He can put... He's got good psychology in his matches. It's just Eric Watts is sh- shockingly bad. I wonder why Abyss wasn't on this show wrestling. He'd been off TV for a while as well, the commentator said. Um, I can't remember if he'd been on Impact or not. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He was like one of the main yeah. guys around this time and he just wasn't. Obviously, they're yeah. going to. I'm, I'm guessing it against all odds. If you had to predict the against all odds cards, you're probably going to get, what, Jeff against Abyss? Yeah. Yeah, Harmony versus Abyss. I don't know who um, would catch Jeff. Maybe Monty Brown gets a rematch. Really, he should do. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, who's AJ Styles going to be against? Probably Pete, Saban, Willi- Pete Williams in a singles match, I'd say. Yeah. Williams will get his automatic recall. Maybe maybe they just do a triple. I don't know. I'm actually, in, I'm actually put it this way. If I had enough time, I'd happily go and check out the next show now. Yeah. But... Um, so, yeah, Sean, we're going to wrap it up with your overall rating for this pay-per-view. What would you give it out of 10? I would give it, out of 10, I'd probably give it a solid 7, 7 yeah. and I've gone 6.5 out of 10. I felt some of the matches in the middle just lowered it down from being, yeah. do you know what I mean, a bit higher. So, you've gone 7, I've gone 6.5. I th- are we at the end of the show now, Sean? I think that's it, it? We've really, we've discussed everything to do with TNA Final Resolution 2005. Yeah. So, it, like I said, it wasn't a bad show. We've just got to hope that we don't get just nothing matches. I mean, there, uh, well, there wasn't any real throwaway matches this, this month, was there? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, there was they they all had their backstory. Pardon? There was two matches on the pre-show that looked throwaway. I can't think what they were, but um, I just remember reading it and thinking, oh, I'm glad we didn't have to sit through those matches. Yeah, like we didn't have Johnny Swinger and Disco Inferno with some bullshit with Jacqueline. Didn't it's have like that. the fit. The first pay-per-view, it was almost like they just wanted as many people on the show as possible. You know, like WWE did with Evolution. Yeah, but yeah, but he was on he was on the last one as well, weren't he? Because um, Jacqueline was the special guest referee. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So the pre-show matches were the Naturals against Johnny B. Bad and Sonny Siaki. Oh, Johnny B. Bad. And then we had Chris Candido versus Cassidy Riley. So I, I think Candido like passes away soon after this, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, I was I was just about to say he. We'll get to it. It's only a few months down the line, 
Um, but yeah, he's not around much longer, unfortunately. Oh, shame he couldn't be on one of these pay per views just before. No, um, he, no, he does. He he get we we get to see his final match. Oh right. We we get to see his final match. So, well, we'll we'll get to that in a couple of months' time. Or sad way, sad way to end the show. Um, yeah, so Sean, I think that's wrapped it up, really, hasn't it? So that's it. Final resolution. It was a good show. We enjoyed some things on it. Some stuff was terrible, but it was all entertaining. And I just want to reiterate: please subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Please give us a five star review. It really helps us get up those rankings. Gets our podcast out there even more. It helps us a lot. We, if you've enjoyed these two hours. I'd really appreciate it. So, do you know what I mean? We, I've to do these shows. Just so people know, I take two, three hours off work to do this. So, basically, I'm losing money. Wow. <laughs> what I'm, I'm just being honest, Sean. I lose money every time. Every time we do these shows, I'm losing money. So you're, do, you're doing a TNA. You, you're, doing yeah. the, you're doing it for the good of the, for the so, good of the company. <laughs> I can't do these shows after work because I always go and see. My little girl, um, after the show, so I always have it. So we do this. I take time out of work to do this. So if you if you're just feeling nice, just give us a five star review. Sean, he's taking time out from running his pub right now. There's probably a queue round the corner of angry Londoners trying to get <laughs> their pint, their morning pint in. Well, me and Sean are here talking about TNA. I'd say it's not the most professional show, but we like to review the show. It's all in good humour. So I really hope you've enjoyed the show. Sean, I enjoyed this show. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed recording this podcast. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, hopefully next uh, next time my audio is going to be better as my microphone started to turn up yeah. halfway through the show. This is the last time you'll have this type of audio. So make sure you tune in to the show. I don't think we're going to manage to do it next week. It's going to be in two weeks. Um, but you never know. Um, so that's it, Sean, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to say want to say goodbye to everyone? Plug plug whatever you want, whatever you're not the best at plugging. But yeah. so well, talk <laughs> about the Shell Shock Network. Just plug that one more time for us. Yeah, so um, we're now on their network. They're going to be uploading um, our back catalogue of our first few episodes. As soon as this one's released, it'll be up on their network as well. They've got a range of different podcasts going through all varieties of wrestling promotions. Got a couple of the Japanese promotions on there that we're, me and Dan will probably give a listen to to try and see what we think of that. Um, just to try and get more ears on the podcast and try and get us out there. So be sure to like and sub- subscribe to them as well. Hey, <laughs> you can't, you can't want you, Sean. <laughs> so, yeah, so as Sean said, that's it. That's the show over. Download the show. Give me some money so I can get a Domino's pizza. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Pay See my you later. credit card off for WrestleMania as well. You are? <laughs> and pay my credit card off for WrestleMania. See you later. <laughs> you two, shut up and step into Dusty's office. He left us a note. Office. Yeah, I'll get it. The note. Oh, why are we here? Okay, I got it. Sit down. Sit. <laughs> it's a rope, you idiot. Shut up, I'm gonna read it. 
You who wish to stay with TNA must now find out how to play if you want to stay. That sounds familiar. Shut up. There's got to be more. I'm going to find some more. Alliance.